the Loot Guy Show. Luke here helping entrepreneurs close bigger, faster, and more easily by building digital relationships on scale while growing the customer universe. What is popping? If you haven't done it yet, make sure to call in the show at 408-850-9373. We're actually going to be taking calls today. Got some people calling in. It seems like so. Going to be answering those questions here on the show, going over what was the big thing of the week marketing-wise and how we can learn from that. All things marketing. So what I talk about on this show, business owners here, and we go over, because the way you survive is the noise that you make. Because think about it, if ever, if you sold a shoe, right? And I'm thinking about this because I'm reading the Nike story by Phil Knight. And let's say you sold a shoe and everybody in America saw your shoe, right? I don't care how ugly it was. It, it was usable, had something unique about it. And you sold like in everybody in America because you did something Every living American saw that shoe. Like, let's say, let's say, for example, that an athlete wore that shoe and won some race, whatever, some game. Every American saw it. You would be rich. You'd be, you would be a millionaire. You would be making tens of millions. And it's even, I'm not going to say you're going to be a billionaire just because every American on the, you know, every American saw it. But you'd be well off and never have to worry about, nor your family would have to worry about it. One day of every American seeing that shoe and of some influence, right? Like one day could change it for you. Now, obviously, you're not living for one day of something like that, right? It is a buildup. And the thing is, you want you wouldn't want every American to see that shoe because now you got to figure out, okay, how am I going to start? How am I going to make all these shoes? How am I going to find the cash flow to fund this thing, right? It would you you want to grow and build into that. So learning how to build noise. I know people think that virality is what they're looking for. Let me tell you something. It could be your worst day of your life if you're not ready for that. Like you remember? Do you remember Flappy Birds the app when the a single he was a single developer. He made many games before that, but he made that Flappy Birds game. And it just took fire. It got viral. He was making $50,000 a day. Even though he didn't have to keep making that app, he just kept upgrading one app. And, you know, everybody was playing it. It was the number one game at that time. He was getting, it was just, he did not have a team to protect him. He didn't have legal teams and all that stuff because he didn't grow with it. He just went viral on both Android and Apple. And the news was talking about it. He was making $50,000 a day. It was a free app. But the money he was making off the advertisements of it, and he, did, I don't think he ever did an interview. I don't think he ever did. He did not want to come out. He was very introvert. He didn't have a he didn't have a team around him, and he he literally turned off the app. Like he could have literally took that moment and just start building apps. But we've never heard from him again. Whereas Angry Birds, and I get this. I don't know what's about birds and apps, but Angry Birds come out with they. I think they had made twenty to fifty games for Angry Birds, and they had a team. And all of this stuff, right? And they said they invested like $250,000 worth of labor into this app after making many, 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 many apps. Angry Birds came out. Until this day, they are making Angry Birds apps. And now that is more of a solid company because they had to work their way up. So for guys who think that you want an overnight success, it could be, it could mean that if if this went viral, you could be getting death threats. Just because, it, it, I don't know what it is. When the whole world knows you, people just assume you've got to get death threats. I don't know why. but So growing and building up to that. So that's what this podcast is all about. And i got some calls that came in. I'm going to be answering those here for those who called in at 408-850-9373. At that number when you call in, I will answer your marketing questions. I will answer 
pretty much all things business about how to get to that place where you can focus on growth. When you can build a product and have it and have the thing built, right? If you could build a system that does its own thing and you focus on growth and selling of that thing, you can be able to scale a whole lot. And that's easier said than done. But anyway, that's what we're talking about. But today, and if you have not done it, by the way, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, on Google, on, let's see, iTunes, I already said iTunes, I'm Overcast, anywhere Anywhere that you get podcasts, you can subscribe to this. Spotify, subscribe to this thing. And anytime you have a question, call in at that number. And I would love to help you. It doesn't cost you a dime. It could literally be 30 seconds of your life. It could be the best 30 seconds of your life. The best investment you ever made. Because if you are coming into, uh, and, and I just love it. I just love it when business owners, when I, you know, because I'll say, hey, make sure, you know, call in the show if you ever need it. And they're like, well, I never have problems, so I, I won't be needing to call in. Obviously, I know they're lying because if they're really doing business, they're going to have problems. Like if you, you, if you have a business and you don't have problems, that means you're not making any money, <laughs> which that's a problem in itself. But that, you know, but anyway, that's just people are people. So anyway, let's move on. I want to talk about some things in the news real quick, and then we'll go into those questions that I got. So a lot of things going down, you know, something, and I'm only going to be really focusing on the things that matter, you know, matter marketing wise. It's a big one I'd have to say is probably TikTok ban. The TikTok ban is, it's official. Donald Trump is putting his foot down. I think he's saying if someone will buy them, then he'll allow it if they'll put the databases in America. But he is highly, highly concerned that China is using that data against us. And now with the corona, I know this is a right punch right to the face because of what they've done. And I don't blame him. Honestly, I really don't blame him. So it's really the main thing. And the only thing you have to worry about is if you was investing money in ads on TikTok, which to me never really made sense to do it. Right? It really did not make sense to do it. Just, just because, just because it was the focus. I mean, like, what was the point of the platform? It was like a bunch of people dancing. That was, and I, and I know, I know, platforms start with that thing they're known for, and then they expand to this humongous platform. But it was a Chinese company. I mean, the database was in China. The the rhythm of it was the only reason people showed up was well for a lot of reasons not a lot of good ones but mainly people dancing and things like that and I really didn't see a point for because the interest wasn't as targeted like I wanted to I guess if you was gonna sell something that everyone could buy but if you was like a restaurant if you was like a local business it really did not make sense from what I can tell I mean. By far, still your top marketing platforms for buying for buying ads is going to be Facebook and it's going to be Google. Like those are still your top two. I'm really not seeing anybody really come close to creating easy scalable ads. And Facebook is still easier than Google, but you can still make Google and all their platforms underneath, underneath that work. So anyway, TikTok is banned, knocked out, right punched by Donald Trump. Was it a good move on Donald Trump's side? Will it get him elected? Well, one thing's not going to get you elected. Well, I guess, I mean, one thing could get you elected, but this really didn't affect him that much. From what I can tell, and I don't think many people are going to miss it. Not that much. Well, there's millions of people who are on it, don't get me wrong, but he's he's doing, you know, I think he's if they, if what he's saying is true, then it was, it was definitely a good move. Besides that, marketing-wise, you know, you guys, you guys are... You guys are good. You can you you'll still be fine without. And I would say this, by the way, take one platform and learn it well. Learn it well, even on your bad weeks. Just learn. Just 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 keep working with it. Keep spending money. Just keep spending money. And instead of buying instead of buying dumb stuff, instead of buying that two thousand dollar 
iPhone or $500 watch or, you know, putting, you know, a loan in for a, a $50,000 truck. Take that money and learn how to turn, you know, 20, 30, 40, $50 a day of ads and figure out how to turn that into customers. You do that right and you can get the vehicles and not have to have a loan. But after a while, you're going to be like, a car is a car. It's going to get me there. I don't need to invest 60, 70, 80, 90 grand in a car when I can literally take that money and it just keep turning into more money. So, it's really about the simple things in life. Honestly, personal opinion, the less you have, the happier you're going to be. That That's just having practical things, right? But the more things you have, the more things you're worried about, by far, I'm probably a minimalist. Definitely my wife is a minimalist. I mean, I look at the back of my truck when I go through the trash away, and I'm like, are we throwing half the stuff our house out? So we both, if anything, we are minimalists. She's definitely hardcore minimalist. And I have to say, we can actually breathe and focus because of that. But anyway, I want to dive into these callers dive into the questions and answer those so we're going to play this one here play that for you and let's see what we can do to help our fellow entrepreneur or do you call a girl a fellow i mean what would you say to my anyway to my next caller we'll just call her but this is actually a lady let's play the uh let's play it and see what we got hey luke this is rachel i haven't called in in a while but last time i think i talked to you i was talking about getting the website set up since then I've opened a Shopify and it's doing well. I'm getting um, traffic from Facebook mainly to my Shopify. I do have a question. I've kind of hit a wall as far as some marketing strategies, I guess you can call it. Um, There's a lot of people out, especially in the Facebook world, who do what I do, who have a boutique and sell kids' clothing um, and bows and things that are handmade. I hand make all of my stuff. Right now, um, my main um, point of sale is Facebook still, and I, I'm getting traffic to Shopify from there. I'm posting a lot in these advertising groups for small businesses like mine. The only problem I'm running into now is that so is everybody else. Everybody else is advertising in these groups, and I have about 18 brand reps that are working for me, that are advertising for me. But every other shop also has a handful of brand reps that are advertising for them. So a lot of these shops that I'm in competition with are advertising on the same platforms. And it's hard for me to be seen as the top shop. Um, It seems like every time I come out with like a new product, another shop comes out with the same product. So I'm having a problem trying to figure out the best way to market and maybe another marketing platform or somewhere else I could advertise. Um, If you could help me with some marketing strategies and advertisement ideas and even different places. I've been brainstorming a lot, but I just keep hitting dead ends. So if you could uh, address this on your podcast, that would be great. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. So thanks for calling in, Rachel. So it seems to be that the question is how to stand out. In a world of boutique, in a world where everybody's making the same thing I am, you're handmaking your stuff right now, which it all starts that way. I mean, uh, Under Armour was homemade when the, when the first prototype ca- came out. Nike, I'm reading the story of Phil Knight with Nike, and he, the, the, did you know the company was actually called Blue Ribbon? He came out of the name like out of nowhere, just randomly, at the spur of a moment. This soon-to-be-mean-other company, he just created it on the whim, and he, he loved shoes because he was a track runner. So the way that he stood out, and honestly, honestly, like the dude, like he, he was dealing with the pressures of a growing shoe company, 
and he lived in debt. He always oh, he lived in horrible debt. He, he lived a nightmare of life for about 10, 15 years there. It was insane what the man would go through. But the way he stood out, I, well, the, the biggest way he stood out with Adidas is that his partner was a coach. And the coach actually was building shoes for his runners to help them run faster. Like you think that's a myth. Apparently because of the ounce, because of the way the the heel was, the way it was all shaped, and the rubber like waffle. You ever seen the waffle shoes where at the bottom we got the major rubber grips and it looked, you know, it's like a waffle zigzag underneath? That was actually one thing that made them really explode because when the shoes hit the pavement, it would grab the road and they would just run. And the focus for Nike was track runners that was the focus there was nobody else but that was really the focus was on track runners so the way it would work is that he was trying to put his shoes on people who were winning so he would find him Uh, i remember he said he wanted to endorse his first celebrity where they signed papers and wear nothing but his shoes and he was going to make him an offer five for five grand and they're like well since i'm winning and i want 10 grand and he said he, he felt like it was robbery but he paid it and so he was paying the endorsement And what was funny, he said that he didn't think advertising was needed. He said he didn't feel like advertising was needed, and he thought it just was pointless. But the thing he was paying for advertising. He was paying for an endorsement, which is like a type of referral. So when the the shoes hit the road and everybody was running and the guy won, everybody's looking at this guy like, why did he win? And they see Nike, the swish. And did you know that Nike, based on this book, was like a $35 job from like some college girl? That he just hired on the spot and say, hey, make me some, make me a logo for this new shoe we called Nike. In fact, Nike was a shoe before it was a company, right? He called one of the shoes Nikes. And I think he, he had all different names. And then he eventually, because he loved the name Nike so much, because Nike just stood with that swish on the side of the shoe, like it was just so emboldened. It, that literally... That there was really, I mean, the shoes, yeah, that like they was making some breakthroughs. It was creating the, you know, the grips, like it was stronger grips. And, but really what made Nike explode based on his story, the, just for, just besides the fact that he just hung in there and he didn't give up, even though he almost went bankrupt, he almost got ran, you know, almost got looked up by the FBI and oh, he, oh, it was, a, it was crazy within 10 years of his business, the things that he went through. And the biggest thing that made him stand out was two things was the cool nike swish on the side of that shoe like just that that you all shoes look the same adidas and all these shoes like it really nothing really stood out they just look like like you had tigers you had adidas like yeah that's all type of shoes but then nike had this symbol like it was a it had that nice little swish down the side they did all there was always coming out with a fancy looking shoe like something really cool it just really stood out but but that and then second of all, having people endorse that. So whenever whenever a runner would win the race, right, a lot of times he would say, "It's my shoes. My shoes is what helped me win." So all of the little kids thinking I'm going to jump and run faster, and everybody wanted to be cool because the athlete was cool. And then they would and he did this. He did this with runners up to the 80s, and then he got into basketball up to the 80s, and with Michael Jordan all that. So what am I trying to say? This is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say like, yeah, you've got, every day your mind has to be, how do I stand out? How do I stand out? And how does how do I get this in front of more people? And obviously, like, you know, if Facebook groups and reps is making you money right now, beautiful, amazing, right? But I would not buy, what's going to be hard for you if you're going to try to put ad money behind this? That's really going to be hard. That's really, really going to be hard. So think, things coming to my mind right now, what are people doing in this business right now? 
What are people doing right now? What are they doing? So you've got channels like QVC. You got channels where the 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 the, sh the show itself is just showing off the new products. I hit the market and I show it and model it. You can call this number here, right? You, you know, you 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 can you can go through all that, and it really comes down to being a part of people's lives every single day, right? Just being a part. That's what I'm trying to do with a podcast, which I'm not on it every day. I'm on you know I release these things on Saturdays. But it's really it's about it's about refining and creating something that that stays in people's hearts and minds to where they don't feel like you're selling them. They actually feel like you are presenting. Let like people love to be presented to. No one wants to be sold. Everybody wants to see a presentation. Everybody wants to be presented this new thing they can explore through their feelings and their hearts and minds. So I would say first of all, create a product. Like for example, a chicken sandwich in a hamburger world. That was a brave, bold move. Like no one had ever heard, and you don't open on Sundays. Like really, that that's so. I I don't know the answer as in what kind of thing should you create. But this is what I can say: focus on a niche, take one product and make it better. Nike just took one shoe, Rachel, and just made it better and better and better and better. It was, there was there was usefulness to it. There was something stylish. And by the way, like what was cool was now that they've got this Nike shoe. They literally took the logo and just printed them on shirts, and they said they were just selling them like crazy, like Nike always said. I really honestly believe Nike was so successful just because they hung in the game. There was a great demand for shoes, and that logo, that amazing-looking logo, and combining it with the coach and actually doing something, being endorsed. Like There was many reasons. He just stayed on top of it. But his biggest thing he did, he was, he was focusing on one person. How do I build something that helps a track runner better? Like how do I help them run faster? How did he know that? He was a track runner. So trying to be everything to everybody is going to throw is going to put you in some like you're not going to be you're going to be good at everything, but the enemy of great is good. Good isn't good enough. Being great and having that thing that you build out that changes the life of people somehow like the fact that nike says a statement right i'm up to date i am cool i am up to date like i am like i am like the the new track runner who ran that is me too like i'm it, it, it stood for something and and that's what that's what a lot of people and it's like how do i take a hair bow and do this how do i and that's what you've got to figure out like for example, when remember salt was it salt uh, the salt life the the no the is it the salt life I believe it is the salt life when those shirts came out in the later two thousands I'm gonna look it up salt life salt life shirts yeah whenever the salt life came out it was a shirt and pretty much what it was it was a shirt dedicated to a specific to, to, to people who love to fish and the shirt was 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 absolute was actually built for them as well. Because of, let me see, based on the material, like you could go outside and just like Under Armour, Under Armour is a shirt, but it was built just for football players. And the reason they built the Under Armour, so the sweat didn't make them look like after you won a game, you don't look like trash. Because when the, when the t-shirts were so sweaty and soggy, it looked nasty, but now you can actually look good and win at the same time. You almost didn't want to win, so you didn't look like a big garbage can when you, when you, when you lost at the when you won at the end. So... So what I'm saying here, Rachel, for you is instead of focusing on the product, focus on the person that you're wanting to sell to. And if you are that person, that's even better. That's even better. Like when you've got veterans 
trying to sell things to other veterans and there's something missing in the market, that's all. And I'm not saying you have to be that person, right? But it's just amazing to me how like Phil Knight, he was a track runner. So he spoke the language of other track runners. The coach who was helping him create better shoes, okay, was a track runner. So they knew the track runner problems more than anybody else. And because they saturated, they took over that market where Adidas sold shoes to everybody. And because Nike, and because Nike, you know, because Nike did that, they actually took on, they, they, they destroyed Adidas. Like, for example, I'm going to type in, you know, Nike Worth right here on my phone. Just do a quick search. Nike Worth. All right. So if we look at how much, so Nike brand, the brand value, uh, let's see, according to Forbes, I'm not sure when that came out. I've got here, let's see, I've got a number here. They're saying 15.9 billion, all right? And Adidas may be whipping them right now. I have no idea. Let's type in Adidas. How much is Adidas worth? So you go to Adidas, they're worth, they're worth 6 billion. So they're worth half, even though Adidas was the monster. Adidas was the monster when Nike didn't even exist. But because Nike focused, and this is this is a huge lesson. Nike focused on a very specific person, not just a shoe to build a shoe. They was building they was building something specifically for somebody. And when that somebody was talking well about this shoe because it solved their problems so well and they looked so good, then the whole world wanted it. Right? And it's just like Facebook. When Facebook came out, Facebook created this thing just for college kids, and no one else could get it. In fact, you had to have a college email to get in. Right? And because of that. Only he focused on that niche specifically. And guess what? Now everybody wants a Facebook account. So that's what I'm telling you. The best route you can go. And like me, I focus on helping loan officers and if helping loan officers get applications, get applications every single week. That's what I focus on. That is my focus in helping them because I have a major problem. Now so I mean with that so with that being said, is best if you are that person, the one going through that problem, because if you know that very specific problem that you are solving, you don't want to build a product up to be viral just because it's viral. You want to literally build, you literally want to build, you literally want to build a product that is specifically for somebody. And if you can throw style in there, if you can throw endorsements in there, then, then beautiful, like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A was built for, I mean, it was, it would be eventually modeled toward people who went to church. The, 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 the kids that work there would be a lot, of, would be a lot of church goers. And because they tapped into a niche, churches support them like crazy. So what I'm telling you is find who you want to help, find who you want to help, and then go create something that is stylish but yet, don't get too strong out. Focus on one thing and do it well. So that way you can be number one in that market. So with that being said, it's really a mindset thing. And at that point, once you do that, you're gonna your biggest advertisement will be people, right? Because when you live in the hearts of mind, like there are, there are products out there that existed. If they just knew that it existed, it would be like wildfire. You wouldn't even have to put money behind it, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't even have to put money behind it you you would do you you would just you would just expand it would grow just because it's a it's a it's a very it's, it's something that's a high demand some people don't even know what they need it's like everybody's wanting horses and then Ford comes out with a car it's just kind of like oh well I don't even have to feed it hay right this thing's not gonna flop over and die on me 
It doesn't kick me, right? That's you know, it wouldn't take much to sell that. Like one, 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 somebody on the news catching that story and it's off to the races, right? But by you creating something that the world needs, and sometimes they don't even know it, or building something, building something that they know they need and no one hasn't done it yet. That, that's where I would focus. But anyway, let's move on to the next call and hopefully that helped you out, Rachel. Hey, Luke. My name is Nate. I'm very happy I stumbled across your show. It's a great listen. I am one of three hosts of a podcast of my own. We call Bear Attack um, on Spotify, uh, Apple, Google, and lots of other places. And uh, we, what we try to do is we create, um, you know, an environment where we just we have conversations. It's kind of one of those things where if you're uh, you want to be part of a group of friends or whatever, you come in and sit and listen and uh, just hang out with us, kind of a deal. Um, we uh, usually talk about music, myths, and uh, other miscellaneous stuff. Our uh, like tag is music, myths, and more. Um, we're a bunch of metalheads. We we talk about metal music a lot and uh uh let various legends and stories and uh sometimes we'll just shake it up and uh talk about whatever we want we talk about food a lot <laughs> um i guess our uh our question is how do we um market ourselves or figure out uh i guess some kind of we're not really sure what our sense of direction is um, and how to grow an audience. Um, so, yeah, just uh, how do we uh, market ourselves better and uh, how do we uh, build uh, um, a bigger following? <laughs> Thanks. Hi, Nate. Thanks for calling into the show here. I appreciate the question. So you got a show. You kind of talk about a little bit of everything that is a passion of yours, all right? Music, I think you mentioned food, and and some other things. That you, it sounds like you talk about a variety of things, and it's really about, you know, your interests. And, you know, I'm pretty sure each of those interests people wouldn't mind, you know, talking about or listening to. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. So like I was telling Rachel earlier, having that thing that you focus on, that's specific, right? These are like, for example, you talk like you have cooking channels worth a lot of money because they help the everyday person come up with things to cook, right? Because that, that is a problem that, you know, that that moms face and, and, and families face is cooking food and not be the same boring thing every single day. So that that's so having a cooking channel where they watch these people introduce this new food and how easy and how quick and they really focus on what the cook of the home wants and because of that they got I mean there's people worth tens of millions just telling people this latest recipe that they discovered and they've got millions of subscribers and they, literally the video is okay I found this cool meal this is why you would want to cook this okay let's go here are the ingredients let's go and then they try to spice it up and they try to not literally spice it up unless it's Mexican food they probably will spice it up but they literally you know put their their mix like this is why you should like it because it's me it's my personality I'm teaching you I'm, but the thing is they are solving they're solving a problem right and then you have 
And then you have the news. The news is solving a problem where, okay, everybody's curious what's happening in my world today. Anything that I should be concerned about? Should I be investing right now? Or is the economy telling me that I shouldn't? What is the news saying? Or how's the elections doing, right? It really feeds the curious element. And it's just something people want to know what is new out there, what is going on. So they're solving that problem as well. And it's a billion dollar industry. And you've got the CNN in Atlanta, and then you've got the Fox News, what, in New York? Or I'm not sure exactly where Fox News is at. So, but they solve a humongous problem. So what problem are you solving on your show, Nate? That's the question. What 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 problem are you solving? What are you helping them do? Like here on the show, I'm doing two things, actually. I am appealing to every bit of things I could try and go do and ask your question. I'm answering your question, right? So I'm taking calls. A lot of podcasts don't take calls because they don't have that ability to do that, right? I don't have a number like my number. Quick cash here. You go 48. So it's 408-850-9373. That's a number you can call. Save it. Call in. That's something a lot of podcasts, podcasters aren't doing. So standing out like that. I'm having that thing that you do. I'm not saying you have to take questions, right? I'm not saying you have to do that. And by the way, having that second person that you talk to and go back and forth, you guys really get along. That's that's really good. That's really good to have that. Uh, cool thing about being the only guy on the podcast, I can just record it when I want. And I don't have to wait on the person. But if that person's flexible and there for you, uh, then that that tagging off each other um, is really huge. A lot of people like that bouncing back and forth. Uh, definitely, definitely like when you guys are going at it or debating or having, you know, having a, you know, a cool conversation, then yeah. So I would say pick something instead of being a variety, cause there's going to be people who want to hear about your cooking stuff, or your food. They don't want to hear about metal. They don't want to hear about your music. And if people listen to music, they don't want to hear about sort of kind of like, this is an everyday show, right? Like, why am I, then it's just really hard to grow. It's really hard to grow. Uh, something like that. It's re it's really hard because you're trying to appeal to everybody, and it's so hard. But yet you don't want to just talk to polka dancers about how the latest grooviest move they can make. That's just so specific, right? It's just too specific. But yet you don't want to be so broad. It's just kind of like let me teach you how to live life as a human being, right? And unless you're Oprah, you really can't do that. It's just so broad today with so much noise. You have to be specific. Even Nike in the 60s now was focusing on the track runner, how to help them run faster, how and how to do it in style. And then all of a sudden it grew to a thing where everybody, everybody wanted to listen. Um, so that that is so that that is exactly uh, that is exactly what I would do um, if I was you. Pick one thing, something that solves problems, and something that eventually can make you money. Like for example, this podcast with me. You know, I am building a relationship. I got loan officers who come on here, and they want to hear who, me as a person. They, I'm building relationships with my audience, but yet everyone can listen to this thing. And I'm just being direct. I'm talking to the loan officers where they would be, they wouldn't mind listening to this stuff. But yet I'm making it broad enough to where entrepreneurs and people who want to make noise and make money, because that's what it's about: make noise, make money. Make noise to attract, you know, to let people know what you do, and then they buy your product. That's really, that's really what it's about. And the, the way of a YouTuber Instagram where you you strip naked, blow a building up, shoot things, right? That that kind of getting attention, you lose it. You, you kind of lose it very quickly because you're not. They're not solving a problem. That's why, you know, after getting famous, I mean, like Lindsay Lohan or or these Brit, you know, like these other people that got the fame or or Miley Cyrus, and and they and they got the fame for a while. They had nothing to sell. They really wasn't really solving a problem besides, you know. 
keeping you from dying of boredom. And still, they sometimes they still didn't do a good job. And, and then all of a sudden, when the world said, "Oh, a new item over here," they didn't really saw, they didn't really help us do anything. Here's another pretty girl over here. Boom! And just kind of, and then they want, they're, then they're wrecking stuff. They're on drugs. They're shaving their heads. I mean, just to get that attention because they don't know how to live without it now. And, and that's why an entrepreneur is more stable than an actor or a singer because that stuff fades. That stuff really fades because someone's gonna be better than you. Someone's going to be more beautiful than you, unfortunately. They're going to sing better than you. They're going to be stronger than you. Um, they're going to be leaner than you, whatever. Whereas if you have a company like McDonald's, as much as we hate them, they're cranking hamburgers cheaper and faster than anybody else. And so that's why they got up. That's why they're worth, what, $150 billion? Cranking a dollar. How do you build a $150 billion company selling a cheeseburger? You solve a problem. Uh, that's why. So that's what I have to say to you. That's what I would do. If I, that's what I would recommend to you, Nate. And hopefully I helped you out. So guys, thank you so much for calling here at the Luke Guys Show. Helping entrepreneurs grow bigger, faster, and more easily by building these relationships on scale while growing the customer universe. Don't forget to subscribe. And guys, catch you, catch you on the next show.